Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about the Polar Express? I am, because after all, we we are are the watchers of movies. Hello. So I haven't watched anything new. Yeah? (laughs) No. Nothing new. Nothing new. Just the same old stuff. Um, You know. Oh, I'm finishing Frasier. I'm on the last season. So I should be done with that soon. What a journey. Yeah. And then I'll I'll eventually restart it. And that's when I will start writing my Maris is an emotional vampire theory. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Are you going to publish it in a science journal? Uh, Yes. Yes. The uh, science journal of Frasier. Oh. Uh, Yes. (laughs) I thought... Maybe an official source, but I guess no. you could do that one as well. No, I was thinking like Reddit. Mm, yeah, Reddit. Reddit's a good place to do that. Yeah, cool. Don't yeah, you have another like one? Oh, like a com- community one as well. Mm-hmm. I have a one. I have one that Abed is actually the main character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I think he's the main character because everything is so like crazy and unique that happens there. That I think it's all through his like narrative point of view. You know, so. Yeah, I'm working. I got quite a little. I got quite a uh, like chunk of evidence there too, and I'm on like the third season. So it's, I it's like every like five episodes, there's just like one little throwaway line where I'm like, "Mm, interesting. Like it's stuff like, oh, you know, Abed, when is your reality going to come out on DVD so we can all be part of it? And I was like, perfect, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. So. It's uh, it's pretty comprehensive, and uh, you know, you know how I like to do those things. So. It's it's gonna be really good. I think it's gonna convince a lot of people. Whoever likes to read stuff on Reddit, at least, and whoever is like <laughs> into community, like staunchly saying that it's not through his point of view. Yes, yes, like, yeah. There are gonna be like people out is there. Obviously, the main character, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think so, but. Let Here's my, my proof tell you how wrong you are. Mm. And then, yes, because, you know, there's nothing better than telling people that they're wrong and being right about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> One time I was talking to my dad and he pronounced the word hyperbole like hyperbole. And I was like, dad. That's not fair, though. That's one of those. That's a word that you see written way more than you hear spoken. That's true. And I've had words like that. It it goes back to just words that you read but don't say as often. Like Hermione, I thought was Hermione until the fourth book. So, you know, I mean, how am I supposed? I've never seen that word before, and and I still like. I think that there is. I think I've heard of one Hermione. And it may have been in like a Shakespearean play. You know what I mean? So it's like, obviously not a very unique day or not. It is a very unique name, but I also always kind of hated that name. Hermione. It's just like, I don't know. I'm I'm a very like, I I need, (laughs) I'm very picky about my names. And I would say that especially male names, I don't like a lot of male names. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really bad male names out there, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like letter, stamp. Address, envelope. <laughs> I hate those mail names. I do too. Postal. Ugh, don't they, get me started. I know. It makes me bail, go postal. Mailbox. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I wanted to tell you that. So I own the movie The Holiday on DVD, uh-huh. and I own the movie Love Actually on DVD. 
same and um <laughs> to both within the last like year i watched the holiday casually i put it on hulu because it was on it was just streaming mm-hmm. and i put it on in the background and i just kind of like let it play and that was maybe over the summer or in the spring or something and then last week i really wanted to watch it so i'm like oh i know it's on hulu but they know like they know what you're up to they're like oh we have to make it a premium subscription so Ugh. people pay to watch it and this is what happened i looked it up on hulu and i was pissed because it was a premium subscription and i was like what the heck it was streaming it streams in the off season but in the right. season that they know more people want to watch oh, it of course and so instead of getting my dvd <laughs> which is just upstairs yeah. just upstairs yep uh i was like well let me see if love actually is streaming <laughs> And it was stre- it's streaming on Peacock, so I put on Love Actually instead. <laughs> I've definitely done that before, where I'm like, I do own this, but it's also on here. Yeah, I think I'll just watch it on here. It's just it's just nice, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I've been like binge watching those stupid Hallmark Christmas movies. Oh boy! <laughs> remember how? I don't know if you remember this, but I told you about there's this movie that was like a Beauty and the Beast type movie, and it was with uh, Haley Duff, and there was like nonstop music over the entire oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, so I tried to watch it again this year, thinking maybe like it would irritate me less. That is never and I gonna had happen. To t- <laughs> like the thing is, like okay, first of all, like the thing is that the guy is really hot, so I wanted to watch it again because like well, I'm just a simple, mute it then. Well, I don't want to mute it. I want to hear what they're saying. I mean, sure, I could put on subtitles, but I'm playing Sims while I'm doing it. I'm not fully paying attention to this movie. <laughs> and it still irritated you. It irritated me so much, I turned it off halfway through. Wow. I couldn't even get through it. That's rough. It was like... That's when you know it's a bad movie if someone's not even watching it and they're irritated. It's like, well, I mean, I watch it, Don't but it's stick very... stick up for it. <laughs> it's very casual. Yeah, and then there I was watching this one where um, it was it was like very... Okay, first of all, I want to say something. There is a scene in um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Charles and Amy are in a plane and they're they're watching 27 Dresses and she's like really freaking out because something's happening with the crew. And she's not paying attention, but he's watching it because he loves it. And she's like, she's like, I'm sorry, um, what about her um, bakery, her, um, her dressmaking business, her little boutique, her... <laughs> She's like naming all these, these like trophy careers, these trophy careers, yeah. and like these women and these. They all have like vanity. Careers. Oh yeah, they're totally. I know. And so I'm watching this one, and it was called like the Christmas calendar, and it was like about a like a dollhouse. So it was like an advent calendar essentially. Yeah. And um, there's a guy in it that's French. French, I say. Yeah. With quotes. With an extreme accent. Because <laughs> he's like. In a striped shirt. He's always wearing a striped shirt. He was like, well, it was just like my very obvious that he was probably not even remotely French. And so every time he'd like talk, I'd be like, oh, what do you, what do you do? Edouard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd be like, just repeating it I back. I can't believe you're so harsh. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was just, he's like, he's like, oh, this is so delicious. <laughs> like, stop it. Turn it off. It's terrible. So naturally, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, this is the second time I've seen it. So that makes sense. (laughs) I like how those movies just put Christmas in front of the most mundane phrases. I know the Christmas chamber pot. (laughs) There's 
like, and then there's this other one that I was watching called Christmas Cinderella. See? And the entire oh Christmas, I know, no, I know. it can't just be Cinderella. No, it can't be. Um, and they can establish in the movie that it takes place at Christmas. Right. They don't need to but put it in the I'm title. If I'm going to be searching for Christmas, Sam, I want to make sure it has they Christmas do it in the so title. It's searchable, don't they? Like, exactly. That's, that makes me even more sad. <laughs> or like holiday. If I'm not having holiday or Christmas in the title, <laughs> how am I supposed to know it's a Christmas movie? Yeah. You know, I guess it could be any holiday. <laughs> but I'm assuming it's going to be a Christmas holiday. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm watching this movie. And this girl's very pretty. And she plays like the Cinderella type. But she had major Cinderella lip fillers. Type? Yeah, she Not Cinderella. Cinderella. No, it was like a modern day Cinderella. But it was called Christmas Cinderella. Yes, but her like her cousin was like the evil stepmother. Quote, quote. She wasn't a stepmother. Are they incest? <laughs> no, no, no. But like I'm saying she, she filled the role of the evil whatever you okay. know family member evil cousin evil cousin really right. packs a punch who actually a was like not really evil at all at you the don't end. even have to like see them they're your cousin how does how is it like well a they cousin... worked they worked together because the she could just like so the she's whole... like oh my cousin at my job that is totally voluntary yeah. is driving me nuts i, I whatever i don't anyway. feel bad for her because <laughs> she's trapped in a no the whole situation was like if you just stood up for yourself then everything would be okay but you're not so yeah anyway um well it's christmas the yeah no one stands up for themselves (laughs) at christmas um and so anyway so she had like major lip fillers and the whole time i'm like watching and i kept looking at her mouth and i'm like listen i i feel kind of bad not really bad saying us a little bad and like it's like maybe like 10 percent bad and the other like 90 percent is like but you're not wrong um but the entire time and again this is like the second or third time i've watched this Let's movie qualify it <laughs> qualify it six more times i will so um number one no <laughs> so, i like it but the, i'm watching this and i'm like she looks porny though Por- oh porny, porny. Por- yeah like, like, like she looks a, like she should be in, in a porn. porn well maybe that's what she does <laughs> i'm telling you christmas cinderella doesn't pay the bills lauren <laughs> uh, well you know maybe she's doing porn on the side i don't know to me i think hallmark would not want a porn actress or well, performer i guess hallmark would only have a problem if the viewers overlap that's true so and they're probably not uh, my guess is probably not no but unless you're me i guess yeah <laughs> are you gonna write a strongly worded letter to no i don't give a to shit. hallmark telling them that <laughs> excuse me can you casted... lose actresses with less lip fillers because yeah. she looks like she's in porn thank speaking you of, speaking of porn which this is a weird segue but okay. dateline i think it was dateline had like a special a week ago about 20 years love actually 20th anniversary or whatever mm-hmm. and i happened to be at my parents house and it was on so my mom and i were watching it and they were telling all these heart- heartwarming little snippets from the movie and they were interviewing a few of the people in the cast i can't now. wait to see how this connects <laughs> and um they were just going they were you know they were showing little clips of like uh-huh. like liam neeson and the little boy hugh grant and uh the uh, natalie uh-huh. and um jeez, uh, there was another one i can't remember the other kira knightley uh-huh. and what's his name chio delagio for yeah it, well no i was thinking of the white guy mark <laughs> oh um li- um it doesn't matter Andrew Lincoln. Yes. Okay. So they were telling like they kept showing like like, little clips from like that story and like Uh oh and like Emma Thompson and Alan Rickman and and uh, but they totally (laughs) left out um, 
Was that Emma Thompson actually? Yeah. Oh, okay, but yep. of course Alan Rickman. And Bill yeah. Nighy, they were, yeah, they, they did not have Alan Rickman on. Yeah, that would be Bill Nighy was also on and mm-hmm. they were showing clips and and they were, it was like a very cute little retrospective and it was kind of fun to hear the, the actors talk about now, like about the movie. And there was a brief moment when they showed the scene where uh, Billy Mack is like, don't buy drugs become a pop star and they give you them for free and diane sawyer did a voiceover and she's like this movie is rated r folks and i was like this is way too cutesy and i really want to know which family gathered around and were like let's watch like well, actually i've never seen it <laughs> with their 12 year old like kids literally like full and on the- naked people in the movie like <laughs> sorry <laughs> I just, I was going to say. They never showed that scene. They never showed it. Of course it. they didn't. They yeah. never talked about the people who were body doubles for sex scenes. What was it? Was it porn? I mean, I don't think it was porn because I, I think that'd be too expensive. Well, yeah. Why would they? See, that's the thing. It, it, like, British movies around that time and maybe even now, maybe European movies have this weird sexual thing that they throw into all kinds of movies that don't really need it and i don't know if it's just because it's a different culture or if they do it to be like titillating and memorable or what but i like i can think of you you see it all the time in movies like the hunt even had like a weirdly graphic sex scene and it didn't really need it you know and and that was yeah that kind of felt out of place too made a little bit more sense because it was it wasn't touted as like this cutesy holiday romantic movie right but i just there's countless examples over the years of i've seen like british and or european pieces of film that just have these random thrown in like weirdly graphic nude scenes <laughs> right that i'm thinking like okay well i i'm an adult but i just don't see the point like why is this why is this in here right and they could have done that scene that all those scenes in love actually they could have just done them with their clothes on because they're just oh, being yeah, body yeah, doubles right but they had to do them with their clothes like like subsequently more and more clothes off i mean i guess it was the reflection of the lights on their bodies I or guess, something I, I don't or, really i don't know and like i don't know what they were because right neither one of them and i mean this in the kindest way possible i'm not i mean they both had nice bodies but neither one of them had like rocking athletic bods so i don't know which actors were cool with them being doubles so they were just (laughs) stand-ins i guess i don't even know i don't know i mean i don't be shocking i'm sure they were the thing is i don't think they were doubles i think they were just like to see how the lighting works that's what i think is that they were just stand-ins like what you said but then i'm like do they do that for every scene that's the thing like do they have stand-ins for every scene or i just think it listen i didn't mean to go off on this tangent (laughs) i just think it's there for the shock value i think i kind of think you're probably right i was shocked myself that Mm -hmm. they never mentioned it because i just i know that there has to be a household somewhere in the world that saw that special and thought i've never seen love actually so let's watch it they're like and it's only rated r but this is as worse as it gets with the drug mention and i think we'll be fine yeah and they also don't ever mention colin firth and aurelia which i thought was weird but maybe because they couldn't get colin firth on it yeah maybe but anyway yeah anyway could they not get martin freeman I don't know. I didn't ask them, but oh, okay, right. <laughs> they sorry, should my have. Bad. <laughs> sorry, I, like I I'm forgot being, that you you had the producer's I'm number. I'm sassy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Diane Sawyer. You're like, hey, girl, Diane. What's up? What's up, D girl? What up? 
um, is Martin Freeman going to be on that special? And she's like, girl, no, he's not. And you're like, girl, thanks. Bye. <laughs> that's how we, that's, Diane Sawyer and I talk. But I anyway, think that's they exactly have mentioned how Diane Sawyer talks to her friends. They should have said something about it because I just, I feel like it was a major oversight because they, like, because that, I think, especially if you have young children and you're like, oh, maybe they'll like a cute romantic holiday right. movie that and has like, a prominent storyline <laughs> of a child, yes. like two children right. are prominently featured multiple times throughout the movie. Right. So there's a concept of it being appealing to children in some aspect, but... They didn't mention it. And so anyway, I'd like to be a fly on the wall. Me too. Those households. Oh, it's like when I went to go see Titanic when I was like 13 with my mom. Oh, no, I was 10. It came out in 97. So I was 10. And my mom held my, her hand over my eyes at the sex scene. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, stop. Compared I to, see. Compared to Love Actually, that sex scene is like so tame. It's also, you can see like a towel yeah, on her ta- body the entire time. Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so i remember that and she was like no you can't see your precious little eyes and i was like stop i want to see the sex scene mommy (laughs) why is it all steamy why is it what oh there's someone's hand there oh that means they did stuff Don't know. You should do a, a YouTube series called Lauren Watches Sex Scenes <laughs> as a Child. Gross. That'd be so fucking creepy. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway. Yeah, so um that that's that is funny though to have like to I just don't some family it. is like this will be a fun it. little adventure and then it's like cheating and like you know like there's infidelity and there's nudity there is like, yeah that's an true orgy yeah. at one point <laughs> you know oh yeah I yes. forgot about the orgy oh my and gosh I know you were like wait an orgy I don't remember yeah. that it oh is yeah definitely yeah, it Colin definitely, and he's got a big knob yeah. so you know? And I didn't know what knob was when I saw it because I didn't know British slang. Mm-hmm. And I was probably 20, 19, I don't know 20. If I knew. Yeah. And I'm certain I didn't, but I think the context clues, I was like, I, you know, kind of put You're it together. Like, okay. But it, I don't, I was never confident. Right. Yeah. I don't, until I, mean, I feel like, like I knew, but I, I don't confident. know if I don't remember. Yeah. It was a long time ago. So, yeah. Anyway. So. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the movie? Let's do it. Okay. All right. So, um, should I give a synopsis? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Billy Everyteen. No. <laughs> His name is. That's Futurama. Oh, I okay, like it. So, I like it. Thank you. So uh, we have this kid that doesn't believe in Santa Claus, and um, outside of his house, a train pulls up out of nowhere and takes this kid on this absolutely death-defying journey to <laughs> s- to Santa's like creepy-ass lair. And then I guess he believes in Santa, and that's the whole story. So <laughs> I was thinking as I was watching it, like, the stakes in this movie are, couldn't be lower. I, it's all just hinging on a kid not believing in I Santa know, Claus. I know, like, they're they're like, just, oh no, that happens to literally everyone. What, a, what an elaborate <laughs> scheme that they have to do to make a kid believe in Santa Claus. Well, I guess it's like a number of kids that don't believe in him, but then <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure about that. And why didn't his sister, like, why didn't Santa come pick his sister up later in life? Because he says at the end right. that his sister stopped believing. <laughs> like, what's the cutoff? Like, it's got, yeah, okay. So, let's just ask each other. Oh, I'm assuming okay. that you are <laughs> 
did you like the movie? <laughs> I've never liked this movie. So I have a bit a bit of a history with it. History, quote unquote, is that um uh so the art the guy who wrote the original book, Chris Van Allsburg is from like East Grand Rapids or whatever. Uh-huh. And so they, when the movie came out, I was working at Celebration. And so they were having a Grand Rapids premiere and there was like whispers throughout the theater that Tom Hanks might show up. Ooh. And nobody seemed to know, Nick, nobody actually knew if Tom Hanks was going to come. It was all up in the air. Like, is he going to go to like the LA or New York premiere and the Grand Rapids one? What? So, you know, so that night when I was working, everyone, you know, was like, okay, well, maybe Tom Hanks will come. Maybe he will. But he, he never, he didn't come, of course. Mm-hmm. But Peter Scolari did, who plays, I guess he played Billy, the lonely boy. I don't know. Oh, okay. But Peter Scolari was in the show Bosom Buddies with Tom wait, Hanks. Wait, wait, hold on. I want to, uh, hold on. Let me just pull it up real quick. So anyway, and I didn't know what Bosom Buddies was until that evening when everybody's like, Peter, Sc- Peter Scolari is here. He was in Bosom Buddies with Tom Hanks. And I never saw him, so he came in and left without me seeing, which incidentally happened once when Jerry Seinfeld came to the theater. I never saw him. My back was turned when he walked out. <laughs> and uh, But anyway, so that, and then like after that, whenever we had to stand outside the theater and say goodbye to people as they were leaving when the Polar Express was ending, we had big boxes of little bells that we had to hand out to everyone. Like, right. so stupid. Anyway... <laughs> We got a, a sneak preview of the movie, and I hated it immediately. <laughs> okay. uh, the animation is terrible. Like I said, the stakes are not high. Don't really care about Santa Claus. I don't know why it's so important that anybody cares about right. Santa Claus. How do you feel about the movie? <laughs> All I have to say is, move over, Henry Selleck, because this is the new Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> do you mean, like, literal nightmare? <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so I was like, wrote down a bunch of notes, and I was like, okay, first of all, the conductor immediately is like threatening this little boy. He's like, well, if you don't get on the train, bad things will happen. And I was like, just walk away, boy, just walk away. <laughs> nothing good is here for you. Like, not, there's nothing good for you here. And like, what the fuck is going on on this train? <laughs> First of all, I don't know if this is um, like, I don't know a lot about trains, but I'm just going to take a wild fucking guess and say that <laughs> most trains have to travel on flat land. <laughs> I actually wrote in my notes, who built this train track? Because there's like an extreme bridge, yeah. like an extreme hill that's it's just a like roller all like lateral lumber. Like somebody had to build this ridiculous design. Why did they do <laughs> it that also, way? What? Also, so they have to go over water. So what is there, like, some sort of Red Sea type shit that, like, happens every time they go over in the summer? Yeah. Well, they don't go over in the summer because it's the Polar Express. But, like, <laughs> this train has to I stay know. somewhere during the summer. I know. Well, it is, that's true. Okay, I get what you're saying. It stays It stays in the train yard. I don't know what why. it doesn't so get cold enough and the water <laughs> doesn't freeze over? No, they built ridiculous hills and bridges, but the one part of the track where a bridge would be useful they built it right in the water so when it iced over the tracks got obliterated so when they're like he's like oh no there's ice on the tracks so i'm like honey there ain't no tracks here buddy there's nothing here like, i was like bro you're 
we're just straight like the the tracks have ended and we're straight going <laughs> through the water now oh my gosh <laughs> and then you know he's like left right left <laughs> and i was like it's a good thing these people can see where they're going on these oh tiny ass tracks that are four feet apart the, yeah the the window that they had to like drive the train into was so narrow i know that you couldn't do it if you were like a professional stunt train engineer no i mean trains listen trains have a track for a reason oh gosh yeah they're not not just like cars you can just drive them and it's like all-terrain vehicle this is an all-terrain train actually all-terrain train also like the engineer was so stupid and buffoonish and i was like the north pole can't afford maybe like a, a better engineer right. when they're carrying like other people's children that they're kidnapping from their homes in right. the middle of the night taking them on a secret journey <laughs> they can't just get a slightly higher caliber of talent i know like, i know well and like the the way that they figured out how to move the caribou was to oh my gosh dudes. like first of all why do you have a super long beard if you're dealing with fire on a consistent That's basis? That's a great question. <laughs> like you yeah. Are, like you are shoveling coal into a thing. If your beard gets caught in that coal, like whoop up in flames. Yeah. Hope it doesn't ruin, destroy your fucking face, dude. <laughs> like, and then like well, the only way that one dude survived was by holding onto the dude's beard. Like this beard hasn't ripped off his face by now. I mean, this well, <laughs> well, and then so they're pulling on his beard and he's like, making weird noises which scares the caribou into leaving and i was like why is this guy taking it if it's so painful (laughs) that he's making ridiculous noises every single time they pull on his beard why wouldn't he be like get off of me or why would he doesn't have a soul why wouldn't he think (laughs) hey this noise that i'm making scares the caribou so i can just make it without you pulling on my beard (laughs) honestly i think that so I think the issue is that the engineers they just share one brain cell. I think so. I so think you're right. One person They're has just like it. a clone of a clone of a clone. <laughs> yeah, it's like the the other person is like, well, I don't know what to do because the <laughs> other guy's got my brain cell. <laughs> I guess I'll just keep hollering at them caribou. Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> and you'd think that the, they would be used to this by now if they do it so much. I know. They're doing it every single year. Maybe oh, they're new. Maybe they're new at I, it. But yeah, I don't know I how mean, they got the job. But <laughs> So, okay, let's see. Um, so, I. <laughs> one of the first things I wrote is I can't help feeling unsettled as I'm watching this movie as, the, as if these kids are going to their doom. Yeah. Like, that's what it really yeah, felt like. It felt like. Like a one-way ticket to hell. Yeah. Also, (laughs) why was there like a class thing? Like the lower class and the upper class? Yeah. Why were they separated? Well, yeah, I don't know. Did he just go? Like you're talking about like like the little poor kid. The little kid, kid, Billy. Was he supposed to sit back there or did he choose to? We never found out. I think he was supposed to be like really shy, but I was like, okay, so then he doesn't get hot chocolate. Yeah, why is that? Yeah. He doesn't get hot chocolate. Yeah. The little girl who's like the is like the little angel, like saves <laughs> it for him, you know, and like she has to go back and she's walking between dangerous, like Oh my gosh. I, just, I I was like not only is this movie a commentary on like why we shouldn't do why we shouldn't have this kind of animation because it's like okay actually you know what i'm gonna say something else first because i have to say this so i went in this fully expecting to be super creeped out by just the cgi that didn't even bother me as much as the entire fucking movie (laughs) bothered me like and how just 
messed up this whole movie is like i was like this is a this is literally a dystopian nightmare like i'm like they're going and then all of the elves are chanting at the same time and they're all dressed up and i mean they're all just like one of us one of us yeah Yeah. like to me i was like these children are being taken to be turned into elves is what i think is happening because yeah yeah. you see them go home and everything but there's got to be one naughty one that stays behind An Augustus Gloop type, perhaps. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. That obnoxious kid. Who cares about him? He's super oh annoying. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so I was like, and the waiters and chefs so the first are the time- same. Are the same. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've only seen this movie once before. Uh-huh. And the first time I saw it, I had it in my head that they were supposed to be like robots that were just serving. But watching the movie now, I'm like, there's no indication they're robots. They're no. supposed to be people, but they have no autonomy. They're just like super excited about hot chocolate. Yeah. And they all look the, the same. song they're singing is so annoying. And they just move around like they're not like human. It's just awful. <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh, what I was going to say was that I thought the hot chocolate looked delicious. But, um, <laughs> I was thinking that you so have hot chocolate in there if you want to have some oh. later. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. The waiters thing, like they all looked exactly the same. You're right. The, the song was super annoying. It was like, make sure, like, keep it hotter. It like, hot, hot. Oh, we got it. Hot, hot. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like, <laughs> may, yeah. And, and, and I thought the conductor was like legitimately terrifying. I don't know yeah. how every kid on there didn't like shit their pants every time he came <laughs> in through the door. He was like screaming. And then he take like, so the little girl loses her ticket, which it's like the ticket never existed in the first place. So you can't give her a second one. She has to go on top of the train and follow yeah, you. I was you thinking, can't go through each car. You like, can just as dramatically take her through <laughs> the inside of the train to yeah. the front. Why did she have to walk across the very dangerous and snow-covered roof of the train? I know. And then, like, the little boy follows after her, and he meets that super creepy homeless guy. Yeah, the weird drifter. Grifter? Like, we're supposed to think that he's, like, an angel, but I was like, this is no angel, because then they're in that marionette room later. (laughs) And he, like, has this, like, Scrooge, like, I think it was supposed to be Scrooge. Yeah, I think so, too. And he's, like, terrifying this little kid. Seriously, people, if you have children, do not let them watch this movie! (laughs) (laughs) Because they might be terrified. Like, I'm... I'm not scared, but if I was a little kid and I watched this movie, it might really freak me out. I mean, that came out when I was not a child, but you get it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, uh, so I thought it was pretty bad when the main kid was, uh, he, he was like, oh, she left her ticket on the seat. And I, I thought, like, just, like, just leave, it, leave it on the seat. Yeah, it's not going like- anywhere. So then he, he goes to the door. And of course, like, if you're holding something that's that precious, why would he, like, hold it between his hand and the wall when I the know. wind is whipping it like I if you know. see that you'd be like oh it's this like is holding bad it between like your you're like <laughs> index and your he middle might. finger like hope this doesn't slip out during this super windy day <laughs> he you might know? as well have done that like, what you, why are you, you like hundred dollar bills like that like come on you fucking asshole like put it in your goddamn pocket you idiot <laughs> why and why does it even matter like and, and she crossed <laughs> she crossed that gap with a cup of hot cocoa yeah. with no problem and right. he was just like not able to do it at all and it was just i couldn't believe it and then when he came and even like it wasn't even like uh you know how some movies like this have like an honesty test where it's Mm -hmm. like you you know you get to see the integrity of the child and then later on it pays off because you see him grow yeah but in this in this movie the conductor was like 
you lost your ticket to the little girl and I the know. little boy immediately was like she didn't lose her ticket i lost it and i was like so this isn't even like a lesson like no he, it's and not then he creepily takes her on top of the train and nobody knows where she's going or why he's right. taking her it's really dark you have no idea what could possibly be happening like like and then this the little grown kid, man's alone with like a, yeah these, like children like an 11 year old girl yeah and, and then the little annoying kid was like he's gonna throw her from the train it's standard procedure and i was like i wouldn't put it past this movie I and then you find out neither. after a series of hijinks that he took her to the engine yeah and she and was put her in and charge. put her in charge and then he's gone where did he go she's like what? he had to deal with the light i was like what light yeah. what light what, and where like where did he go he just left her in there he's like i'm gonna go hang out in the coal see you later yeah <laughs> like and she and then it's so bonkers well, and then and then and then so the little boy gets to the the engine room and they have to stop the train because for some reason there's like what the end of the tracks even well, i don't know it's caribou what, it's the caribou oh that's right that's right but that's i don't right. get it it's like what he sees is like a mega light in the distance right and i was like is that supposed to be eye shine from all their <laughs> eyes because i have no idea why they would like show up as a big light right no it's not it like individual eyes no it's just one big light like i, I don't even train, think I'd see them it's been so long since i'd seen the movie i thought a train was coming towards them right and i was like whoa what's gonna happen i don't even know what i thought i thought it was like a i don't know like a stop or something but so anyway so he's like which one is the break which one's the break and she's like well it's this one because he told me it was and the kid's like well it's not this one that looks yeah, like a why break would the kid say like that? yeah and i was like uh, well i was like well i would imagine that a train engineer who has a half a brain cell would know more than you do who has a full head of brain cells and but a little girl who got a lesson in which one yeah. was the break also then she just shuts the fuck down and puts her hands over her eyes and i was like okay we're all about to die but well, good time she, to shut down like, like she's so like strong in her convictions for other things but she's yeah. even though she's, she's looking like, in the face i can't do it she's looking in the face of another 11 year old who's questioning right. something that he has no idea <laughs> what a break on a train looks like unless right. we ha- unless he has this past that we don't learn about right. where he right. like his dad is an engineer but i doubt it i don't think so either. and she's like yeah you know what you're probably right we should just freak out because i didn't learn it anything about what the break was i know and then he chooses to trust her and oh wow it is the it break. Is a break turns out she was right the entire time yeah also tom hanks did so many voices in this movie it's like an animated medea movie yeah i didn't even realize that, like, that he was he a little did boy so many voices he was i thought that was uh what's his name peter boy josh hutcherson oh yeah Wait. But Tom Hanks did so many. He did the the weird guy on the roof. He well, did says he plays Santa. The, it says he plays the hero boy. Oh, does he? Yeah. Who's who does? I don't know. Oh no, it was Daryl Sab- Sabara. I guess he really did do the um. He did the actions of the the boy. Yeah, that's how that's the CG like the CGI was right. quote unquote state of the art or the animation was state of the art because it was like CGI, you know, where they would wear suits and do like and that's why it looks so terrible. They should have just gone the Pixar route and maybe this movie would be slightly better. Yeah, the, the storyline still sucks, but the kid that plays um he was in Spy Kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's actually married to Megan Trainer now. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Somebody pointed out to me once mm-hmm. something about Christmas movies and I I've I didn't I'm ashamed that I didn't ever like question it on my own. But now I can't not think about it. And okay. I was an adult when this happened. So it was somebody that it was an old supervisor of mine. He said, what do so in movie universes where Santa is real, but there's still adults who don't believe in them? Like, how do they explain Christmas morning? Right. And that's such a good point. But that this is a movie point. is a total paradox because a, as I've said, and I'm going to say it probably multiple more times. The stakes are so low in this movie because it seems like Santa doesn't bring that many gifts because their parents don't believe in Santa because they can't hear the bell ringing at the end. Right, right. So obviously their parents are providing all these gifts except for the bell. And then he he opens the bell and there's a note from Santa that's like, hey, you left this on the seat of my sleigh. And his parents are very like, they're not creeped out that there's a mystery present because they go, oh, who gave you that? And he's like, Santa. And they're like, oh, oh, too bad it's broken. And I was like, that's not the response you should have when there's a gift under the tree that you obviously did not leave. Right. And it's a bell. And there's a note about him leaving it on right. the seat of and it's somebody's not sleigh. your handwriting. <laughs> so he's been in somebody else's vehicle. Yes. Probably a man since it's signed Mr. C. Right. You don't believe in Santa. We've established mm-hmm. that. I don't understand. How is this? Why are you not freaking out? Like, give me that. Who is this man? Tell us. You know what? You don't have to be a fame. Just tell us what happened. (laughs) And then also, the poor kid's like, what is his family going to say on Christmas morning when their house is all decorated and he has a box? Are they going to start believing in Santa? And if Santa was real, why wouldn't he give them like a lottery windfall? Why would he just give the kid one present? Well, I I have a thing. So Billy is the poor kid's name. Mm -hmm. Um, So Billy, first of all, is seems to get the shitty end of the stick consistently throughout this entire movie. Yeah. He's he's like depressed. He's depressed. Like, yeah, right. He's isolated from the other kids. He looks like Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle. I was like, did Dewey play his body double? Because that's who he looks like. I know. It's I know. totally Dewey. I know. It's totally. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. I even wrote it down, but I just came out naturally. So um, just came out. He's yeah. He's isolated from the rest. He has no friends. He keeps telling the kids that Christmas does not work out for him, which in my mind, as an adult, means that Santa does not come to his house on Christmas. <laughs> the little girl just bulldozes. And she's like, but Christmas is so wonderful. I know, and I was, and like, I was like, listen I, to what he's saying. No, it was she. I was like, child, I I know that you're only like nine years old and you don't understand this yet, but you keep like pushing the fact that you have parents that can afford <laughs> yes. Christmas for you in this kid's face over and over again. And Every he's just time. like, okay, <laughs> that's great for you, but Christmas doesn't work out for me. And it's like, but let me tell you how great But let me talk to you about j- fucking Jingle Bells, bitch! <laughs> oh my gosh. Every time he tried to like cry for help, she was just like, but I love Christmas. <laughs> She's like, listen, I know that you're allergic to pine, but I bought 20 Christmas trees. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Would you like some for your bedroom? We can rub it on your pillow for that fresh <laughs> no, pine smell. It smells so nice. Oh, why are you breaking out in hives, Billy? Every team. <laughs> His name is Billy. Uh, I, I feel like... Billy every team. <laughs> no, there's like a whole joke about... Um, 
Fry gets like a Lucy Lou bot, so it's like Lucy Lou's body as like a robot. And so every time she's like, Fry, I love how you talk about this and this and that. Philip J. Fry. <laughs> so like this one kid has like a Marilyn Monroe bot. And and she's like, I love you, Billy Everything. <laughs> So whenever I watch that episode, I always walk around going, Bell up day fry. I really want to, I really, I haven't seen that episode, but I really want to see it. Shit, it's funny. Um, anyway, you we were talking about Billy and I commandeered yeah, it with my own. No, no. I mean, that's pretty much it is that he's like, so he's, he's like this kid that is like, I mean, the whole train is like a Colossus train, <laughs> yeah. you know, like he is yeah. like all these kids that are nicely dressed are all like in the nice, beautiful, lit, oh, well lit train. And when they get they to get his- hot chocolate. Uh, sorry. What? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> like, when they then- go to his house. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just you finish, go, you finish. Okay. You finish. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I see the look on your face when you're like, I'm like, I'm just like, okay. Okay. So, okay. so he's he's uh, all the kids that are like have families that can afford Christmas are all in the nice, well lit car. But this kid, because he's fucking poor, gets in the <laughs> shitty probably cold car that has like no lighting and he's just sitting there doesn't get hot chocolate and i'm like because he's poor and then i guess like they remade his house or something at the end i don't yeah i don't I felt know like i was in, in like sims i was like, they- like santa was just like click here and click here okay we'll build the wall here and, like make his house a little bigger there okay we're gonna add some christmas decorations. okay we're done guys <laughs> all because billy came to the north pole yeah. and believes in santa god I mean, honestly, and then it pissed me off. It actually pissed me off when that stupid little fucking main kid got the first president, not the the poor kid that's been doing this shit the whole time. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why wouldn't the poor kid get? And that's why, like, who cares if someone doesn't believe in Santa? There's absolutely no worked up about this. There are no repercussions to not believing in Santa because Santa isn't real. So yeah, I know that people are like, Santa's not real. People are like, oh, but it's like child wonderment. And I'm like, children have so many innocent wonderments. They do. And all of their, like, every child has just a myriad of innocent wonderments. Right. I'm not, I don't know why Santa is important to anyone because right. they're just going to learn he's not real. And then right. it doesn't matter. I know. It, do- it, it literally get, does not affect your life in any way, shape, or form other than you it's don't so get a present stupid. from Santa. Although I still do get presents from Santa and I love it. When, <laughs> I, was a, yeah, still I, mean, when I was a kid, I didn't believe in Santa. My mom would still do presents from Santa. But I just. My sister didn't believe in Santa before I did. She told me. And then I was like, what? Santa's not real. <laughs> I was like 13. No. I was, I was, I was, 13 is very old. I don't think I was 13. I must have been like, she was like Like a 12 and a half or something. (laughs) Probably. I was probably 10. I would say. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, so she was like six and she was like, Lauren, I've done some thinking and I don't think Santa exists. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I like how she presented. She was like, she presented. She's like, I have a PowerPoint here for you. and, And these are all the reasons why he doesn't exist. And I'm like, well, damn, you have raised a serious argument and I'm going to have to do some thinking about this and I will get back to you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. And then you went and you cried because your world was falling apart. I went into my room and I was like, a fat guy breaking in my house every Christmas. Yeah, like the concept of Santa is so dumb. I don't, and I don't even get it because I also really love it when kids have an imagination and kids yeah. make up stuff and kids believe things. But I just 
I honestly don't understand why people are so passionate about Santa. Like, he's like a last bastion of some sort of innocence that people are just always trying to capture or something. But children are so much more interesting than Santa. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, like, I had, I, had I want to say something real quick. So I worked with a guy who. Um, from like a young age him and his wife were like Santa does not exist and the reason he told his kids that is because he was like we can't afford a lot of presents so why is it fair that Santa's going to give some rich kid a ton of presents but then my kids are not going to get a lot as much as this rich kid and it's like and that's like the it is kind of classist like if you think about it is that it's like Uh, (laughs) yeah I mean yeah and he made and, and he made that point and I was like oh shit I was like that's smart because I mean they could go to school and then see like and be filled with anger and resentment and not understand that and it's just like but if you just go hey I know that you've been told that this is a thing but it's not you know I think that's yeah yeah well and I don't know why Santa can't just be put in the place of any other fiction like there was right so many like made up stories that I heard as a kid that nobody ever tried to convince me was real and I still enjoyed the stories. Right, I enjoyed right. the fiction. So I don't know why Santa has to be bigger than fiction. Yeah, like why just- can't he just be fiction for kids to hear? Right. I don't, I don't I don't know. I love uh, I have to say something real quick. I, I want to say I do love the whole idea of the magic of Santa. Not in this movie. This is really creepy. <laughs> I'm thinking more like like well, Tim Allen. Well, no, <laughs> that's what I mean. Claws, that's you know? why I, I mean like that's what I mean. Like why right. can't all these stories just be magical fiction stories? Right. Why right. do we have to convince children that he's real at all? Because nobody is con- nobody is being like uh, what is it? Who is it? Ic- Icarus that flew too close to the sun. Like, yeah, yeah nobody yeah, yeah. is like, like every summer solstice or something. They're like, remember Icarus, totally <laughs> real Icarus that you must believe is real. Right. And if you don't, your parents will be depressed because you're growing up. <laughs> like nobody yeah, does right. that, and everybody's no still. Like, no, it's legit that he put tar on his back and covered <laughs> it in feathers and was able to fly. I mean, you know, everybody. And everybody is still able to enjoy mythology. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So I don't understand <laughs> Santa, but all I'm saying is... I want I want to oh, tell you something. Go so ahead. <clears throat> there's a David Sedaris book. Um, I think it's Me Talk Pretty One Day. And he's in French class. That's why it's called Me Talk Pretty One Day, because he's learning French. Oh, yeah. okay. And um, he's... Easter's coming up and so they're talking about all their different like Easter beliefs and there's um and he's like okay well where we're from there's a big bunny that like leaves you Easter eggs and the teacher was like getting offended like this French teacher she's like what are you talking about what are you talking no no no, this is what happens a bell comes from it was like Spain or something or like whatever like gives you gifts and he's like a bell yeah and he's like a a Spanish bell. A Spanish bell couldn't even pick up French dog poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny, but that just reminded me of that. Like, he, like, and they're all like so offended, and they're like. But then one of the funny things is that he's trying to explain, like, who, like, how the whole belief of like Jesus and everything came, and so he's, but he doesn't have the words <laughs> to explain it. So he's like, uh, "Well, Jesus died on two morsels of lumber." And now he lives above your head with my father. <laughs> oh, because he was trying to say it in French. In French. Okay. <laughs> so he didn't have 
got the language to say it. And so they're all like, what the hell with my father? Morsels, morsels of wood. Morsels of lumber. Morsels of lumber. Anyway. Uh, um, so one more thing that I was going to say okay, is I that when they, about your classist comment, is yeah. that when they, so they stopped at the main kid's house and then they're driving along and the annoying kid was like, we're going to the other side of the tracks. Like literally spelling out that this kid grows up, I don't know, like what, I the know. projects of wherever I, they I are. Know. Grand Rapids. Yeah, the projects yeah. of Grand So I guess he lived on like South Division or something. Right. <laughs> and, uh, that's where his house is. I know. And uh, so... <laughs> It's, so it's like why do you just spell it out like that and then they show the house and it's all like falling apart like you could have just shown the house falling apart i know the sad pathetic kid that won't get on you know what i mean I know. like and then well and then too it's like so the conductor is stopping by every place and he like wants these kids to get on he doesn't give them like even a second to consider he's just like okay i'm gonna threaten you and then i'm gonna leave and so so the kid who i feel like is maybe the smartest one because he pauses longer than anyone else does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, should I get on this train with this conductor that just like threatened my life? I'm like, you know what? I think I will. And, uh, and so, you know, the hero kid, that's his character's name. I guess he doesn't have a name, pulls the emergency brake and the conductor is like steaming fucking mad. And I'm like, this is literally terrifying. Like, and the conductor's like, how dare you do this? Blah, blah. And I was like, this is supposed to be a magical train ride. Yeah. It's not magical. No, it's terrifying. It's literally like, there and I all I kept thinking is like once they got there I was like great now we have to go back (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that's true or risk like having to stay there with all the creepy yeah and then you're gonna be turned into an owl yeah because I can't imagine what else they do I mean if you're lucky you'll see the weird Steven Tyler Aerosmith elf band (laughs) at the end that will sing I don't know know. like it's it's just like I went in this movie I went into this movie, like, initially, I was like, maybe I'll like it. And then as it went on, I went, oh, wow. So, um, this is, okay, so this is the movie that they're, okay, all right. Well, um, this is a lot different than I expected. This is not magical. This is terrifying. And I really had an issue with this, like, weird homeless angel dude who I do not think was an angel. No, I don't understand, like, why was he, he the only the one? coffee. Like, I don't, yeah. No, coffee that he was washing his dirty socks or just soaking his socks in. <laughs> oh, I didn't in. realize that he was doing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and so why didn't any of the other kids, was he the only, so <clears throat> the girl obviously believed in Santa because right. she had had the most idyllic upbringing, which she right. reminded the poor kid of all the time. <laughs> yes, she's like, well, my parents annoying, are exceptionally rich and the, wealthy, so. The annoying little I boy. I don't know what it's like to not grow up without presents. Yeah, Christmas is just christmas is the best time of year because i get so many guests and the annoying boy was just he seemed to believe he didn't seem skeptical at all all the other kids were just like nameless and faceless we never got to meet them and then the main kid i wasn't even sure how many kids there were i thought there was like i was like there could be five but there could be as many as 15 (laughs) yeah no that's a good way of putting it and then because when they were like all lining up at the north pole i was like where do these kids come from right and then i so you're expecting that there's an even enough amount but i don't think that there was an even enough amount because they're supposed to be in two columns right because i think that the poor kid was going to be left out yeah yes it's so classic the poor kid and the main kid were the only two that didn't seem to 
quite believe in, in right. Santa or the cr- Christmas spirit right, for right. different reasons. But I I just didn't really understand. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you didn't really understand. Oh, I wrote, I wrote down here while you're thinking. I wrote down here, the Polar Express is more like, how many kids can they kill Express? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, it wouldn't surprise me if there was like, was like, oh, well, how was the trip this year? Well, we only lost three children this time. So yeah. um, last year, we, you know, we we actually lost like ninety percent of them. So I would say this year's it's been pretty good. And he's like, and, and Santa's like, great, that's wonderful. I don't care about this at all. Yeah, so less, less gifts that I have to give. <laughs> Am he's I like, right? he's like that one bell. I mean, that cost me. Like, what? Who does the kid think he is? He wants a bell. A bell. A bell. A bell. Oh, this is what I was thinking of. This is what I was thinking. So. The poor kid, I guess, didn't need an apparition to convince him to believe. But the other kid had that weird hobo apparition who was just like scoffing at him, scoffing at the Santa. Because like he sees the kid sees the Santa in the store window that's like wind up. Right. And then later the hobo's like, Santa's just a wind up or whatever, you know. Or and he does a thing where he's like, I'm looking for a girl. And he like laughs so hard and so loudly that I was like. Can you calm down it's not here? That funny, like, yeah, buddy. Like, I was like, that's not even funny. Yeah. Like you're And then there's that really And I got so uncomfortable at that part. I was like, okay, so I'm just gonna go back under the tr- I'm just gonna go back in the train right now. I'm just gonna <laughs> There was that really violent scene of the apparition guy sitting on top of the train and then getting obliterated by a tunnel. <laughs> and I was yes. like, even though he turned to like dust, it's still pretty weird for a kid. Right. Like, l- like normally I kind of bulk at people being like don't do this in front of kids because kids will mimic it like with video games and stuff i'm right. kind of like okay just chill out yeah like, the thing is i agree out, with that it's like um it's like the kid that watched was like really big fan of dexter and then killed someone i was like okay this kid probably already had the murderous yeah. urges to kill someone just doesn't watch a show about a killer yes, and exactly. suddenly become one that's not how so, that works i'm usually like people need to like take a couple deep breaths yeah because right. the majority of people aren't going to be like turned evil by right. media. But I feel like this movie is very dangerous because trains are very scary mm-hmm. and you can't mess around with trains. And there's a lot of messing around with trains and kids doing a lot of ridiculous things with trains. And I am going to maybe sound weird, but I just I thought that they were a little too liberal because I like the the one thing that i would want to instill in my children especially if we lived in an area where they could have easily easy access to train tracks yeah is to instill a sense of like fear and awe yeah and I you would, and i both live near train tracks yeah, right so i would never i would never want to like present trains as something like this movie presents them oh, and yeah, i know that I know. that's maybe like too far of out of the realm of what this movie is even about but i thought no, they were i totally very, agree with you they were very casual about certain things that they should not have been because yeah. i could totally i wouldn't put it past a kid to sort of have a weird idea in his head maybe not act it out but have a weird idea in his head about like you know i'm a kid it's the polar express i'm gonna you know and right right well so, and it's like it's like kids that like teens that go on the tracks when the train's coming as if thinking it's like oh we'll be fine and it's like it, it you versus this train uh, yeah. this train will win every time yeah buddy exactly. like you're nothing but a soft bag of bones <laughs> so that's what i say to all, all the people i want to insult 
you're, you're nothing, nothing but a soft, soft bag of bones. <laughs> it sounds like if you say it in a British accent, I feel like it'd be even extra like, you're nothing but a soft bag of bones. Right. <laughs> you're nothing but a Harry soft Patterish. bag of bones. Patterish. Patterish. Harry Patterish. Harry Patter. Yeah, so I felt like there there was some stuff in it that was mildly uh, quote-unquote offensive mm-hmm. with how little regard they had for the awesomeness of trains and by awesomeness i mean just the the terrifying oh yeah large powerfulness of a train and i love trains yeah like yeah i when i'm if i'm on a walk and the train is coming i'll stop and watch it and yeah i like it too it's fun i am like it's still scary in a weird way like it's loud and it's big and it's all just machinery and so standing close to one is like it's it's thrilling but in a very like dangerous way oh yeah like at the henry ford museum in detroit there's like there's one big i think like the main engine and then a couple of cabooses and you go and you stand next to that thing and you go holy shit i didn't even realize how big these things are oh wow yeah they are enormous and it's like it's old so it's from the like probably i'd like to go there someday we could go there let's do it let's do it let's do it let's do it (laughs) (laughs) oh i wanted to say so so the homeless guy suddenly have has skis and oh yeah where'd those come from i don't they weren't even skis they were like just like like they like morsels of lumber (laughs) (laughs) hey kid you don't want to see where i store these skis these morsels of of lumber lumber. (laughs) can you tell them tom hanks he does 90 percent of the voices for this movie i know he really does so he is like okay kids strap on and i'm and he's like we have to make it to the engine room before we hit the tunnel and i was like so you're like right at the end of the train i'm just saying (laughs) why don't you just walk back like five feet get in the train where you're safe and and walk through the train for some reason he's like we have to get there or we or you will be like well i guess we will be obliterated but it's really just him that will be obliterated by this you will literally die you'll die yeah and and i was just like you can see the end of the train right you're still on the caboose there's a ladder like on the caboose they were being pushed back by the wind oh and because it was like starting on an incline (laughs) because of the ridiculous design yeah Oh, also, I wanted to say this movie was released on IMAX. And so mm-hmm. I think that's one of the reasons why there's just like so many gimmick uh, shots where you're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could I could see that. Yeah, there was like a sand or like a elves hat that like was thrown like right at the camera yeah. near the end. And I, yeah, I could see it <laughs> being like 3D. I hate 3D movies. I'm like, every time I go in, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to puke. <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't handle this. And then, um, uh, yeah, and uh what was i gonna say about the the gimmick of it i don't remember um anyway so that's what yeah that's oh the tube that's what i was gonna say they got into like a weird tube thing when they oh, were the at pneumatic the pneumatic tube the pneumatic tube and that yeah. was also like wow 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 you know that like, i just was like par- i would ride that <laughs> perilous <laughs> that danger really cool. me too because it was enclosed yeah right but just perilous danger for oh, yeah. just just for visual purposes right and like so so we're looking at the amount of kids that are there that are just these nameless just like they might have well been stick figures for how much we knew about them i mean <laughs> mm-hmm. literally they had like no personalities no names whatever 
Um, I was like, this conductor. So, okay, this conductor, his main thing, I'm assuming, and maybe not, because we just watched this movie and we know what this movie's all about, <laughs> is to get these kids alive to meet, to see Santa. That's what I'm assuming. I don't know. Maybe there's always like the possibility of one dying off. Maybe that's why they left the last kid in the caboose because they were like, well, if the poor kid dies, who kills? Who cares? Who kills? <laughs> who if the kills? poor kid dies, who kills? <laughs> The poor kid dies, who cares? Because, you know, it's a classes train and they yeah. don't care about the kid. Big time. So, um, <laughs> but it's somehow. Like a prim- it's like a primer for children for like a. Uh, They're like, we lost one, but it's movie, just the poor kid. What's that movie about the train that we watched together? Uh, Super 8? No, 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 no. The one with Snowpiercer? Chris Evans. Snowpiercer. That's like, Snowpiercer is just the Polar Express for adults, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's exactly. That's oh my god! I can't believe how accurate that is. <laughs> and like the conductor's Tilda Swinton's character, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, exactly. He's like, this kid pissed me off. Put his arm outside and freeze it off. We're just gonna chop yeah, it off. We're gonna. That's what happens when you yeah. lose your ticket. Apparently. Anyway, you, I'm sorry, so, I interrupted you. So. I so one of the things I was thinking was when they first get the tickets and they have the different letters on them. Oh yeah. My first thought was these are gonna indicate who's gonna die and who's gonna live. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why did you think that? <laughs> this is a kid's movie. I was mostly kidding. Oh, but okay, okay, in my mind okay. I was like, what if it is? <laughs> if you just made it a little bit more sinister, that would be the plot point. I like I'm it. I'm just saying, like, yeah, this movie is supposed to be cheery and full of joy, but I was terrified like half the film. <laughs> So I don't, I'm just saying like, I think you calling it dystopian is pretty accurate. Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like um, my friend and I once rented two movies and we rented Drag Me to Hell, which is Sam Raimi. And we rented Coraline, which is supposed to be a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Drag Me to Hell was just gross and not really scary. But Coraline was fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I've we seen like, clips of it. It looks spooky it is spooky it's, yeah. it's definitely like it's got it's a very good film but it's got a it's very unsettling like mm. there's like a the whole other mother thing it i think you'd like it actually and it is a henry selick film too i do so like stop it. motion animation yeah, me too yeah. oh actually Gamble del toro came out with um a stop motion pinocchio Re- not yeah, the one I think with- there's yeah, I think there's two okay, out now. Disney put out one that came yeah. out with like very little fanfare. That Tom yeah, Hanks, the, um, Tom Hanks. Like, no, this one I think is totally oh. CGI or um, um, stop animated because I was oh, like really? I, w- I was like I would totally watch that one, but I did not want to see the Tom Hanks yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. But when I saw that and like it was like Guillermo del Toro talking about like his whole process and everything, and I was like fucking awesome. That's so cool. I love stop animation. Yeah, that's cool. I bet that's but, a cool movie. Right. Yeah. But I was the Tom and Hanks Pinocchio's one. I remember being like. Like, I haven't seen Pinocchio in a really long time, but Mike, I think Mike saw bits of it or something recently, and he was reminding me how dark it's very it dark. It's very dark. Does he get like swallowed by a whale or something? And then there's like, yeah, there's a whole like it's a that. pretty dark, it's a pretty dark story. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I don't know. I think that I don't, I don't know. But so I, I just my last note. Actually, I'm just gonna bring it up. So at the end when um the kid receives like those dolls that he's playing with were those punch and judy dolls because they looked like oh them. yeah i think so when they're <laughs> sitting on the floor by the christmas tree Isn't punch and judy like uh about a guy that beats up his wife i believe that's why it's called punch and judy right <laughs> yeah, yeah but they were very 
I mean, it's weird to put them in this movie, but I think they were a big whoop. Like back, I think so too. Back but in I the think day when people didn't have anything more fun to do, <laughs> like 1800s. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. They were like guillotines and Punch and Judy, Punch and Judy, yeah. and what? And to the hoping moon. that Grandma doesn't wake up and well, I can bury her properly. <laughs> that's a really um, oh okay. I'm not kidding. That's a real thing because that's that's why a wake is called a wake. Oh sure, because. Yeah. In the 1800s, they, to make sure they were really yeah, dead. They buried a lot of people okay. alive. That's so creepy. I don't <laughs> so like it. they would wait like three days. Okay, Grandma doesn't wake up. She kind of smells. Let's put her in the ground. She's dead. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I, at least they did that. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. But they had to bury a lot of people alive first and to create get, safety oh. coffins. Oh boy. So. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yes, I think you're right. I think it was Punch and Judy. Yeah. Um. So I was like, what the hell? Why are those this kid getting like? <laughs> I don't these know. super violent just this whole movie really obsessed me because it's not magical it's very it's, creepy it's so weird and creepy also so there's a storyline i want to talk about so the okay. annoying boy who's like a know-it-all mm-hmm. um so he's a real dorothy ann from magic school bus <laughs> <laughs> i like it I like it because she's like, according to my research, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah. So he's just kind but of. She's like, a less annoying voice than he does. He's spouting off facts early on, mm-hmm. and then he disappears for most of the movie, which I was fine with. Which I was fine with as well. <laughs> so I, I, I want to talk about the tickets a little bit more because it ties into what I was going to say. So, mm-hmm. um, so in the beginning of the when they get on the train ride, the conductor. Uh, stamps like two like two letters on each one but you don't know what the word is going to be and then at the end of the movie he finishes the word with the rest of his stamps when they're boarding the train to go back home right so um so anyway the know-it-all kid disappears for most of the movie um but whenever things happen the know-it-all kid always tells on the other kids of course and so the know-it-all kids the know-it-all kid follows the hero boy and the hero girl and billy into the north pole like into the restricted like elvish area that they're going in and which i have to say i thought was beautiful like i thought that the surrounding areas not the kit not the people animated but the like actual atmosphere was beautiful yeah and they but the kids were creepy it wasn't as bad as i anticipated to be it was just the rest of the movie that was really bad yeah no well there was a scene where it showed like wolves in in a forest Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the train came whooshing in and i thought that was really cool because that's probably what it's really like in the middle of nowhere when trains go through and i oh yeah and i thought so i agree like the scenery and the animation for the scenery was really pretty and they had like the northern lights and everything which was cool but yeah so anyway so the the three kids sneak off and they don't know it but the know-it-all kid follows them and then they all sort of congregate and get stuck in santa's big bag of gifts mm-hmm. and the know-it-all kid sort of swims up from deeper in the bag i don't know how he got in there he, like, and, and they were like on to billy's leg and i was and and as he was holding on to billy's leg i was like what's it gonna be yeah <laughs> it's like it's like i was like is it a sea monster <laughs> He's like, is it a Sasquatch? What's it gonna be? Like, I was like so excited, and then it was like the know-it-all kid, and I was like, oh, it's just him. Isn't that how Newt died in Aliens? She get pulled in water by an alien or something? Oh, I thought was Newt. She was the little girl. Isn't that her name, Newt? I don't know. That's gonna bother me now. Okay, (laughs) really quick. Hang on. Yeah, her name was Newt she was a little girl that they found anyway um so anyway so he co- sort of swims up from the this bag and he's like and they're like what are you doing here and he's like 
I was looking for my presents. I only found one, and it's all socks and underwear. So he's not honorable still. No. And then the elves catch them, and he's like, I'm not supposed to be here. I was just following them. So he sells out the three kids. I can't stand it. Then they're all standing, and Santa's going to give this, like, ooh, the first gift of Christmas, which is, I don't know, they should say the first gift of Christmas from him because it's Christmas Eve. So surely other gifts have been right, given. Right, right. But anyway, so he's about to give the first gift of Christmas and, and the annoying boy's like, pick me, Santa, pick me, Santa. And, and Santa gives him like, vague it's sage advice that's like you need to be patient or something like that right and then he gives it's like the a first, platitude he's yeah, like, yeah yeah and yeah. then he gives the first gift, gift of christmas to the main boy but anyway so then they're getting back onto the train and say uh the conductor like stamps out the word and he gives it to the annoying boy and he goes this says lean and he's like maybe you should move your like, thumb and, her, like, his and thumb it's like, is, like right in the middle he's like this says lean even though i can probably feel <laughs> And the punches underneath my thumb. <laughs> and he's like, and he but moves. why would I think that maybe I should move my thumb? <laughs> and then he, that's exactly it. And then he moves it. He's like, oh, learn. Okay. And then the conductor's like, that's progress. And I was like, how? Do, why does this kid get a redemption story? And how? Because nothing right. happened. Like, literally. Like he moves his thumb there and that's is his redemption. no redemption. He's, he is a little shit I right know. up until he moves his thumb. I know. So I don't know why. And he's like flipping it and yeah. it's like magically changing no, the that's words. No, the poor kid. Oh, that's the poor the kid. Poor that's kid right. That's says, right. like, count on, believe in. Whatever. Something, yeah, something. yeah, yeah. And then, so I thought that was stupid that the, no, the annoying kid. Stupid, and yeah. I had to call up my friend Amanda. I still remember clear as day. <laughs> uh, we worked together at the theater. And when, when the movie came out and she saw it, like later on, we were talking about it. And she's like, that kid with the annoying voice was so <laughs> annoying. And she goes, This is lean. Oh, learn my mistake. And her impression of him is like in my brain. And it still makes me laugh. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's so bad. And then the little girl gets hers and he mm -hmm. types he stamps out the whole word and she's and it's l-e-a-d and she goes she says oh lead like a lead balloon and i was like no kid would ever say like a lead balloon what even is a lead balloon is that something know. that kids That's know a uh, apparently i, don't I know even, that like there's i know the term I know, lead yeah, balloon like, i have no idea what it means though but i was like would a kid say that and then and then tom hanks or the the, the conductor's like it also could be pronounced lead like leadership and i was like yeah okay but let's go back to the lead balloon <laughs> comment and why any kid would ever say that i like how you're like i get where you're coming from but no um <laughs> i need to explore this more i'm looking up lead balloon okay i always assumed it was like zeppelin like lead zeppelin. okay it says lead balloon of something said or written poorly received the book has gone over like a lead balloon uh, why oh, why okay. would she say that why would that why would even, she even i don't even know what that is and i like it, it that doesn't even fit the situation right no like, it doesn't if, if i Unless was her, she's like oh um i don't know maybe she's like this is still covered in eagle spit <laughs> oh yeah because the was, ego carried the, the ticket. Yeah, I know. I was, oh, yeah, he put it down. The, like, why would he feed know, a like piece I, of paper to I'm his... like, listen, I know this is a bird, but I... But the thing is that it's not <laughs> like it was... Okay, but it's like... It's not like it was filmed and they were like, oh, well, let's just include that there. It's really interesting. <laughs> no. Someone fucking it. sat down for like a hundred hours <laughs> to make this scene of a fucking stupid ass eagle. No wonder they're endangered. <laughs> 
shoving a golden ticket down its baby's throat. Also, don't eagles have babies in spring so they can live through the winter? Touche. Perfect. Very good points all around. I was, as I was watching that bird feed the other bird the ticket, I was like, even a bird would know that this wasn't food. Like the bird's like, t- like I'm sure birds like, have like some sort of tongue and they're like tasting it. They're like, hmm, this tastes like plastic. Well, and an eagle is a predator. Mm. Like they, right. they kill, they oh, yeah. kill, you know, and like I have bird seed on my balcony and the birds are leaving big messes of seed. And the woman at the bird store told me that there's some seed that birds around here just won't eat. So they're uh-huh. smart enough to not eat certain seeds. <laughs> they're not going to eat a ticket. And they're surely not going to feed a ticket to their young. I As I said, there's a reason they're in danger. And then the, the young eagle puked it up. And it was made out of magical paper. And it didn't ever cre- like it didn't crease no, or no, anything. No, it just somehow came undone it was cleaned everything was fine there was no chunks taken out of it it traveled down and it magically landed back in the train but yeah which seems a little bit crazy again these tickets came out of nowhere so i'm having a hard time believing they could have been like oh you lost your ticket not a big deal you're like nine years old it happens i'll give you another one yeah like this is a made-up train about a made-up figure yeah. Um, and it all takes place within five minutes. <laughs> like the whole journey only takes place from 11.55 to midnight. It's like the 15 minute um, uh, helicopter fight that Henry Cavill and Tom <laughs> yeah. Cruise had in, in Mission, in Mission Impossible. Impossible Fallout. And we were, oh like, uh, we were like, I know that's supposed to take 15 minutes, but that was obviously 45 minute flight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, like so. And also like, so the kid, so the hero kid is you know he's like why don't you check your pocket for the conductor's like why don't you check your pocket for the ticket and the kid's like my one pocket that has a (laughs) hole in it what there's no ticket in here and the conductor's like check your other pocket idiot (laughs) also like of course the kid put the bell in the pocket with the hole in it like the most you, you just asked santa claus i know mystical being santa claus who you traveled on the most dangerous track (laughs) to see you almost died like 50 times carelessly put the bell you asked for in the pocket with the hole in it and it's not like he didn't know there was a hole in the fucking pocket he forgot about it until they got on the train and all the kids were like let us see it and he's like oh and i thought he's like i have a bell if that was a real kid you wouldn't put it in your pocket. You'd be like holding it the whole it. time. I would have held it. Yeah. yeah. I would, there's no way. Staring at it and yeah. holding it. And, and if but I did put it in like, my pocket, I'd be holding Santa. it in my pocket. Thanks you know for what this I mean? Shitty bell. I'm just gonna put it in my pocket and forget about <laughs> like, it. Like the pocket that has a hole in it. And it's it's like I get that it was supposed to be like oh you know but like magic and Santa is really like a real <laughs> thing when you find out that he has the bell in the end. But I was just like Santa, just don't return the bell. He's obviously not responsible enough to take care of it so whatever just make him not believe in you but apparently (laughs) you can't not believe in him because everyone knows that he like so so what so they know that he never visited santa at the mall or whatever you know so like what is there all these like little santas that are across (laughs) the mall that are like talking to the big head honcho santa that are like like, listen i i only saw 100 kids today and i was supposed to see 101 i don't know what happened to the 101 like but 
obviously they don't believe in Santa Claus anymore. <laughs> they must not believe all my mall Santas have told me. Uh, there was this family and there was a boy and a girl and the girl came up and sat on my lap, but the boy decided not to. So I think he doesn't believe in Santa Claus. You might want to nearly kill him several times for him to believe that that is real. <laughs> yeah. And Santa, why does he have to believe in you? Because. Right. Like, I know. <laughs> just because. Like, yeah, this whole thing is like there's. It, like and I don't I I mean I've read the book but I read it years and years and years ago when I was a kid so I do not remember anything um I don't think I will pick up the book now and read it you yeah. know but um especially since it's just like a picture book <laughs> really I mean it's more than that but you yeah get what I, I think mean. The, the art is really really <clears throat> yeah, really beautiful yeah. but yeah it's but not I don't like have a, a re- I'm not like I don't have kids I'm not going to read it to them I'm not going to read it right. to myself yeah. you know so <laughs> Uh, read it to yourself. Read it to myself. Are you listening, Lauren? Christmas <laughs> morning. <laughs> Sound it out. Use your words. Use it's your phonic. Yeah. So this movie was a chaotic disaster, and I <laughs> yes. that's like, what that should be written on the movie. Case. It, it kept my interest, but in a way that I was like, I can't believe that this is a movie for children because it uh, yeah. should absolutely not be. It's. I wonder how popular <laughs> it is for because like I feel like it's a it's maybe a slightly bigger deal in this area of the world because of like its origins and how it's set in Grand Rapids, Michigan, right, right, and so on and so forth. But I wonder if other states and other places, if it's just like a forgotten relic or if it's like a big deal every Christmas for people. I wonder. I wonder. Is is the train only coming to people in Grand Rapids because? <laughs> Mm. See, this is why we shouldn't have children because they will be forced <laughs> to go on the train when they no longer believe in Santa Claus. No so, way! If you know, I ever it's had like what I say, like, dude, you don't go skiing because people die. You don't go outside because you can die. You don't touch mosquitoes because you can die. Just don't. Just stay in your bed and you'll be fine. You should probably exercise a little bit so you don't yeah. die. But you know, <laughs> you don't die. <laughs> Uh no I yeah I don't think I'd actively tell my kid if I had kids I don't think I'd actively tell them that Santa isn't real like I wouldn't hammer it in but I would definitely not tell them that Santa is real yeah yeah there's can, a fine I, line and I would I would walk it because I would just be like Santa's a fun story that we tell at Christmas time right you know what I, I think mean that's good yeah and that's what every parent should do this has been parenting advice with Samantha. <laughs> And Lauren, two women who have no because, children. Well, my friend, I said something like that a while ago to a friend of mine with kids. And she's like, well, then you'll get calls from all the parents because your kids will be ruining it for everybody. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, adults' be like, mental health should good. not hinge on whether or not their children believe in Santa Claus. Yes, I totally agree with that. If you're, if you, like, if you're, yeah, no, you know, I don't really have a... I don't really like, I just touched I my mic I don't really like, need to add with that but I, I do agree I, you could just yeah. leave out cookies and milk for whoever is putting the Dude, presents I out like you leave can cr- do I still leave cookies and milk out it's fun <laughs> you can still do all the ritual yeah you just don't have to try to convince them I'm, right. I feel like this is a soapbox of mine that I've probably said over and over and over again throughout have, the years wait, can but, I say can I say one thing so I've always uh, we always put out cookies and 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 a milk and my parents every morning would bite some of the cookies they'd eat some of the because we put out oh, carrots for cute. the, the oh, reindeer, for the reindeer. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and so they take the carrots uh, and they'd eat some of the cookies and they drink some of the milk. And I was always like, I know that I'm in my 20s, but this actually really means a lot to me. It's cute. It's the ritual. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> when I was in second grade. It's like getting an Easter basket. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I stuff love like getting an Easter basket. Like, yeah. I like getting Easter baskets too. And I like the like Easter grass that smells yeah. like cherries or whatever. And <laughs> But when I was in second grade, I remember, I think I told this story before, but uh, his name was Matt. I won't say his last name for privacy reasons. Okay. He was in my second grade class. Matt every teen. <laughs> Matt every teen. And he and I was standing behind him in line, mm-hmm. maybe to go to recess, maybe to go to gym. I don't know. And I boldly and proudly proclaimed that Santa was not real. And he says, well, I know Santa's real because I woke up on Christmas morning and one of the bricks from our chimney was laying on the yard. <laughs> and I said, your parents did that. <laughs> you were like, and I wonder if I, Matt, ruined it, like, I want to destroy what you believe. <laughs> like, I don't condone doing that. Like I would be, right. if my kids were like, that brazen like such a sassy like but, you were like um, oh really you found a brick well guess what your I wonder if that <laughs> ruined it for him I wonder if he like stopped believing and his parents were just like devastated you or if he was just like no Smith like, is stupid you like single handedly traumatized yeah but he I don't think he went to my school I think he left like if not after elementary school he left during elementary school they moved oh. or something yeah, so I don't know if I really have anything more to talk about this movie other than so it is, either. again, a dystopian nightmare. Yeah. It's, there's so, like, it's it seems like the North Pole is so big for how little presents they produce. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like, did they just give every kid one gift? Is right, that, right. So who cares if you believe in Santa or not? It seems like your f- parents are supplementing the rest. Right, right. And your parents somehow lose their belief in Santa, even though presents appear from Santa every year. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, the whole... It, it, and, and I didn't like the conductor... Yeah, immediately no, yeah now i wasn't like oh he's charming he's fun like he's cool and i wanted to think that because if you're watching a movie where these little kids get on a train so they can go believe in santa claus i want the conductor to be like a kind yeah uh, like a kindly fellow yeah. said he's screaming the entire yeah. time he's so serious and, yeah and like really kind of scary like if i would have probably cried if i was one of those little kids because i would have been like a stranger yelling yeah, at me like, like i should scary. never have gotten on this stranger's train i know and i <laughs> that's what i was thinking i was like don't go on that train don't go on that train dude yeah. but apparently it worked out really well for billy because you know he got a new yeah it doesn't change the fact that his family is probably horrible (laughs) oh man uh yeah it's um so (laughs) would you recommend it no way no way i was even resistant when you suggested we should do this i was even resistant to (laughs) that honestly i'm really glad we did because that was was, really fun i mean (laughs) ripping it apart has been the joy of my christmas season so far (laughs) Yes, no, like, I would not recommend it. There's so many other better Christmas oh, movies totally to watch. Agree. There's so many other yeah. cartoons that aren't even like there's so many yeah. movies that aren't even Christmas related to yeah. watch. Like watch like the ones from like the 60s with like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know yeah, what I mean? Like those are motion. cute. Like but no, I wouldn't recommend it either. It's it was a lot and not in a way that was even remotely good. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. like and I didn't even really have an issue with the CGI people, because again, this is what I thought was the main problem. Like I thought, and I was so, I was like, in my mind before I watched this movie, I was like, 
it's gonna be all about the CGI. It's gonna be all about the CGI. And then I just was watching it and I was like, I really don't even have that big of an issue with this. I just think that the whole movie's a real big issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's so many things. That's interesting classism. Yeah. And it is class. Yeah. It was very like the classism was extraordinarily evident and it's a kid's movie and there shouldn't be that in there, you know? Yeah. It's pretty, (sighs) pretty bad. Pretty bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyway, you can follow us on Instagram, Watchers of Movies. You can follow us on Facebook at Watchers of Movies. We have, um, well, I don't even know. Well, oh, yeah, we have a TikTok now. So if you want to follow us on there, that's cool. And um, if you would like us to review a movie, you can do a couple things. You can DM us on social media. You can send us an email at watchersofmovies at gmail.com. Or you can put, you can give us five stars on iTunes and then put the name of the movie in the title of your five stars little thing. We just really like having five stars. We want to get out there, you know, whatever. Uh, And thanks. Oh, and uh, if you want to check us out our website, it is Watchers and Movies. (laughs) It's like that. It is Watchers and Movies dot weebly.com and thank you so much to mike for our theme music yeah his name is mike myers you can find him on twitter at the mike show 42 thank you mike thanks mike and i think that's it bye bye bye